Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to Real Estate Matters. For over nine and a half years, the voice of real estate in Flagler County and Palm Coast, Florida. I'm Toby Tobin. I'm the publisher of GoToby.com, and I'm a Florida licensed commercial realtor with Grand Living Realty. And we thank our sponsors for allowing us to do this show week after week after week, and that would be the Flagler County Home Builders Association, Klein Construction, American Village, a 55-plus community where I'm a resident, and Hammock Community Church. They don't actually pay to advertise here, but that's my church, and I put a plug in for them every week. Uh, Join us at the 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock service. It's a little church in the hammock. Uh, I go to the 11 o'clock if you want to meet me. We got Walker Douglas uh, in the studio again today. Toby, you look That's like two uh, weeks in a row. you look like Frank Sinatra and Jimmy Buffett had a baby. <laughs> he does. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Thank you. It's a good thing this is uh, radio. But all you radio viewers out there, <laughs> I'm I'm dressed up for a gala I'm going to after we finish recording the show today. Toby's my date to the Home Builders Association. Yeah, he, he didn't get me a corsage. Wow. And we've Different got times. Uh, yeah, ret- return return guest uh, from a couple of weeks ago, Eddie Marcel, president of the Flagler County Realtors. Eddie, good to have you back. Thanks for having me back. I wanted to have you back because uh, we just had way too many notes. We didn't get to everything two weeks ago. <laughs> yep. And so we can kind of finish up that show. And uh, then last week you were at a uh, Florida Realtors event and i'm gonna have you talk about what you sure can take away from from that but just a quick update it's middle of the month so we're not going to dwell on statistics two months too much but um january to date home sold 84 that's a little off from a year ago but that's not unusual we've been a little bit off all year for the last year the median price is encouraging however it's 389 450 and that's definitely out of the narrow range we were in for well, probably 15 months. Yeah. Which is in the, the, the three, It was six, definitely three, over, over, over 12 months for sure. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, already out of the 84 homes sold, eight of them were million dollar plus. And half of those were for cash. That's correct. Not, not surprising. Mm-hmm. So, um, Eddie, wh- wh- why don't you tell us, First of all, how, how do we relate to Florida Realtors? Who are they? What's their role Sure. Uh, compared to our role? And then what did you learn at the session last week? So as, uh, as FCAR, um, as uh, Flagler County Association of Realtors, we are one of the member associations with um, the state of Florida uh, that goes governance-wise. Um, the, the next level for us is the Florida Realtors Association. Um, and that includes very large associations all the way down to very small associations, even smaller than us, believe it or not. Um, but Florida Realtors governance requires uh, two meetings a year. And this was our what we call our midwinter meeting. So it was a lot of governance meetings. It's not a um, convention like our meeting in August is. Mm-hmm. So it's much more uh, related to policy and um, – governance decisions that need to be made for the state association. And that's um, what the real um, reason for that meeting uh, happens. So we have public policy meetings. 
we have all of the different committees meet, uh, et cetera. But we also have uh, what's called the Florida Real Estate Trends Forum, where we actually get uh, information from both um, our chief economist from Florida Realtors and uh, the head of the research department. But uh, we also have outside uh, speakers in a lot of cases. And we had a professor from uh, one of the universities here in Florida that uh, looked at a lot of the same information that you and I talk about all the time, all the statistics and everything else, to um, not only look at how 2023 went, which (laughs) we talked about at the last show, Mm -hmm. but also trying to predict what 2024 is going to look like. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's pretty much right on track to what we talked about in, yeah. in the last show. Yeah, we actually talked about the interest rates. Uh, at, at the time, the economists that were being quoted two weeks ago mm-hmm. were saying that they didn't think the mortgage interest rate would go below 6. Right. And, and we both thought that it probably would. And now two weeks later, they're chiming in. Uh, I've mm-hmm. seen at least a couple Let's say that it's probably going to drop into the fives. Yeah, and then you also saw on the other side where they're saying that more than likely the Fed's not going to make any changes at all until May. So it'll be really up to the mortgage industry in general to allow for those interest rates to go down into essentially dip into their profit margin if they're going to continue to issue out loans um, mm-hmm. because it doesn't look like that discount's coming from the Fed side of the house. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Now, so you, I know most of your meetings were, were policy related, which probably wouldn't interest our no. <laughs> our, our listeners too much. But uh, I I know that you all gather um, around the coffee machine or in a bar someplace. <laughs> I mean, or a restaurant, let's right. be kind of restaurant, and uh, talk off the cuff and. Find out what's really going on mm-hmm. and and in the industry, and that's more what I want to talk about because uh, with the recent uh, court ruling against the National Association of Realtors, uh, the industry is is going to change, it, and you can see it it has been changing over mm-hmm. the last five years, evolving. But uh, that lawsuit was basically premised around the fact that the industry has been setting prices. For forever, and and it's it's kind of I don't know I don't want to say it's hard to argue against that, but if you if you look at uh, the most common interest rate for years, it's six percent, right? And you know some people would come into the market and say, well, if we get both sides, you talk about you talk about the commission, yeah, the commission rate. I I I would find it very hard for us to have a majority here in Flagler County, um, in. It's different in in different places, but here in Flagler County, just based on what I've seen, um, especially on the cooperating side, it's very rare that you have um, folks paying the top um, commission rate. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So when uh, I I don't know why, but it's this it's this thing that's <clears throat> mentally in 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 people's heads. I think a lot of times too that there's a set uh, rate for commissions and there isn't there there's no set rate for commissions even from um agent to agent and even within the same agent different properties and different clients mm-hmm. will have a uh, different treatment because for for one you may have um special requirements where it needs to have more expenses more, for marketing more marketing right mm-hmm. um and, and, and those then marketing and then, dollars by the way are are put up 
By the agent. By, by the agent. Correct. They're, they're up front, unless that's also nego- that's negotiated. Correct. And even that's ne- that's negotiable, mm-hmm. but it's it's very hard to get a client to upfront that money. So, mm-hmm. um, but the reality is, it's it also should be based on your agent's experience, their expertise, etc., um, as to how much you pay. And I think it's. On the client side, it's on, on the on the consumer side to negotiate with what they want, right? And to go and look at different options that they have out there because not everybody's the same. But there is this mentality out there that sounds like everybody's the same. It's not, and that's part of the problem with these with these lawsuits. And again, like we talked last time, there is no actual judgment yet. Um, there is still. Um, an appeals process to go. We're not even at appeals yet. We're, we're still at other legal um, steps that NAR is taking to try to get this overturned. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it it really reflects uh, a trend that's been. I mean, the the six percent used to be more formalized or, or more consistent. You know, some you know, years ago. But I think we're seeing new new business models coming into mm-hmm. the industry where. Uh, they'll say you know two percent, and, and they're I mean they're these are big companies. They're not little local sure. businesses. So you see their ads on TV a lot, and uh, it, it's it's an in, it's an interesting thing to watch because I mean real estate transactions are extremely complex, and they, they are they they are multidisciplined transactions Correct. that involve. Typically, not always an inspector, but you know, if mm-hmm. not an inspector, know what you know sure. what you're, the buyer, what you're buyer buying, beware, buyer so beware. to speak. Yeah, but you have mortgage initiators, mm-hmm. you have lenders, and and that used to be the same person, and and, and you have title companies too. And, and so, title companies so one too. of the things to look at too is when you look at some of these other business models, their percentage may be different, they may be lower, etc. But mm-hmm. in the end, after you're done adding up all the transaction fees, all of the extras mm-hmm. in during the transaction, mm-hmm. it almost equals the same as the average um, commission rate. Because yeah. let, let's let's face it, when you're when you break down a commission. It's really based on what services are being provided for in terms of advertising, marketing, mm-hmm. et cetera, right? There's also a certain amount that goes to the brokerage. There's a certain amount that goes to pay Uncle Sam, right, taxes and everything else. So when you look at that, you've got to figure that there's something not being done in these other business models and where it's either not being done or it's being charged charged elsewhere as mm-hmm. a different type of fee, mm-hmm. right? Because we can't be the only industry that, Rates don't go up with inflation, right? The, the the cost of of that business. So that's that's what you're not seeing. And when I talk to like our, our friends in the title business, um, especially at these you know conferences and, and, and meetings that we go to, what you're getting from them is I can't believe this company is doing this, and and a lot of times not disclosing it to the client, and yet they are charging all these extra fees that show up on that statement when they go to close. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, oh, I didn't realize I had to pay this, 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 and this. It was all in the fine print of yeah, all, these other all models. The, all the, quote, closing right. costs, unquote. You got it. You got and, it. And it can include points on your uh, on, right. on the loan. Uh, right. And, uh, and, it, and when, you look at the, when you look at the advertising that these folks do, especially like if it's a TV ad, for example, and they say, hey, this is what we're charging and we're below everybody else, and then 
go to the bottom of the screen and read all that fine print <laughs> that's down there. And that's where you really find out where this is, because there's no way that business models that are out there um, can charge less than your average and not make up for it in some other way. They mm-hmm. just wouldn't be a sustainable business, right? So, mm-hmm. and, uh, and sometimes there are disruptors that come in and in order to drive out competition and to make sure that they own the market share, they could take a loss for a while and mm-hmm. then they bump up prices afterwards. Are so. any of these outfits just doing pure volume and that's how they get that margin to work? Well, so you had you had some, like not necessarily in this area, but there's there were some national ones that were doing like huge amounts of volume. But guess what? A lot of that volume was they were buying the properties for themselves right. yeah. and then flipping them when the market was good. And then, oh, by the way, they stopped. They stopped all these, uh, they call them iBuyer programs. They stopped them all because they started losing millions and millions and hundreds of millions. But you got to remember that some of those companies have so much capital behind them that they're, they, can, they can run at a loss. I mean, look at Amazon. Right, they, if, they can run at a loss if they go bankrupt. They're usually too big to fail, so they get bailed out by us. Anyway. <laughs> right, right, exactly. So, and that's too, too that's that, that's what you're dealing with, right? And and you're also not going to get the same type. I, mean, I don't care what they say. There, there's no way you're getting the same type of service with high volume versus boutique versus you know high high touch. Agreed. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, well, we have to take a break. Quick break. Don't go away, folks. We'll be right back. Flagler County went straight to the front row when it came to the need and commitment. Free for All Friday, where local newsmakers talk it out. I mean, we don't swing from chandeliers or anything like that. That half-cent sales tax that we have collected over time has been used in great regards towards our school district. Hi, I'm David Ayers. Join me and Brian McMillan every Friday morning following the news at 9 on WNZF and worldwide on the Flagler Radio mobile app. Well, hello again. Welcome back to the second half of Real Estate Matters. I'm Toby Tobin. I've got Walker Douglas, my trusty co-host on the other end of the age spectrum. And hello, Toby. And, and uh, Eddie Marsal from, well, he's a, a realtor, but he's also the president of the uh, county Realtors Association. Just say FCAR. Uh, FCAR. <laughs> I, I try to stay away from four-letter words yeah. that start with F. <laughs> Not very uh, good at it. Uh, we're, we were talking about how, how the market is changing, and on the break I, I related, so I'll, I'll tell you all too, that uh, a family member sold a home here in Palm Coast through uh, Open Door, which is one of these new companies that would uh, – Basically, I don't want to say prey upon, but their, tar- <laughs> their target market was was the FISBO seller. And you know what FISBO stands for. It's, uh, some people think it stands for for sale by owner, but I think it stands for for sale by optimist. But in any event, uh, he was he was contacted by uh, Open Door, and they, they gave him a, a good offer. I mean, they, the price was was pretty sweet, and it was a cash deal, quick close. And uh, then they ended up flipping it themselves, and, and I saw the flip price, and there's 
no way that that uh, that differential covered their transaction costs. So they, yeah. they took a loss on that. And these companies were uh, they they popped up during the run up during COVID. That's right. The, the pandemic and when I mean, you almost couldn't go wrong then because home twenty thousand yeah, dollars a you, month. You had no idea what the home value was <laughs> for the house the next day. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, uh, it's interesting. There was a several years ago there was a company. And I think it might have been for sale by owner dot com. If uh, yeah, they yeah, were around but, for a long time. But, but I but the uh, the founder. Of that company tried to sell his home, his own house, yeah, his own house, which was quite a substantial house, I'm sure, and was unable to get uh, a sale offer to his uh, liking, and so he bit the bullet and uh, hired a realtor, <laughs> mm-hmm. and the realtor had a deal within weeks for more than what the Fisbo. Dot com owner had yeah yeah usually us professionals know how to negotiate better than a fisbo well, set prices and, and to expose it you just expose the property to more people it's a yeah. s- selling is is a numbers game if you make your presentation to a hundred people you're more likely to get a sale than if you only make a presentation to fifty people well, that's that said though if you're a realtor and you're competing with fisbo it's you know for sale by owners limited experience limited knowledge doesn't have the you know the connections that a realtor might but what about if you introduce artificial intelligence into the situation does that change matters well I, i'm Do pretty we know well where versed that's in that go? because i can tell you all it 100 of my intelligence is artificial i would agree with that <laughs> <laughs> it comes from somewhere right <laughs> um you know it's it's interesting because we look at a lot of the um ai uh, models and, and in fact when i was at um national association of realtors convention in anaheim california in september i actually took one of i think i believe it was through the uh real estate business institute i took their ai uh certification course for uh, real estate and what you find is that um, AI, like anything else, is uh, one of those things where it's only as intelligent as it learns, as the information it learns from. And if it gets bad info, it gets Absolutely. dumb. Absolutely. It gets really it, stupid. It, it, it makes it gets, intelligent It gets decisions. very stupid. I mean, I don't know if you guys saw it, but there was a big um, th- this big article because this thing blew up um, online where a customer was able to get a customer service chat bot, which was AI of a delivery company to not only swear at him, tell him that that company was the worst company in the world. And I mean, did a very, very, very bad the benefits, job. the perks are terrible. Right. It, was, My it, was, boss is- it was so bad that the company ended up having to shut down their little chat bot. <laughs> um, so, you know, the AI, you know, the, the companies that run AI tell you one thing because they're, affects their stock price directly. Right. But the reality is AI is nowhere near it's, as intelligent as people think. It's an of chaos right yeah. now. Yeah, so if you have some expertise already and we load it with, with some great information, um, then it can do even better, right? But if it doesn't have the, the good expertise in the first place from a human, AI is useless, so, especially someone, in the real estate space. Someone has to write the program. Absolutely, that, yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, and that's essentially what you're doing. When you're doing this, uh, you know, this prompting, mm-hmm. as it's called, with AI, it's your expertise going into the system and the system turning it and making it even better. But if it doesn't have that initial expertise, it's just a dumb search engine. Mm-hmm. Right. You know? mm-hmm. So what, what other topics... Uh at the restaurant scene at, at, the, <laughs> at, the, at the restaurant, restaurant scene in the, in the water cooler are there yeah. some 
what are, and I know y'all generally will go fight bad policy as well as support right. policy. What and are, that, that's that's actually what I was going to talk about. So uh, a very large portion of what we do that um, a lot of the consumers don't understand is that we fight for property rights, right? Yeah. So we support uh, things like the realtor party, for example. And it's not it's not one side or the other. It's really supporting policies and those politicians that are going to fight for our property rights, whether it be insurance, whether it be flooding, etc. So a couple of things that actually came out um, from public policy this time around that went to the board of review to the board of directors and we approved on Sunday was for Florida realtors to put together more even more research uh, to give to the current legislative session um, on things like flood insurance on things like insurance on condos on uh, believe it or not HOAs and uh, the documentation that HOAs do or do not provide because that's very different across the board and there's no uh, real statute that mandates it similar to what condos do so those are the types of things that it sounds very boring it's all policy stuff and a lot of times it takes years for us to get through that stuff, right? So we have commercial rent tax, which we put together that legislation years ago. That's finally going to get to a point where it's going to essentially be gone very soon. Uh, we have the insurance. But we're the only state in the country that had commercial rent right, tax. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. And so realtors fought to get that off the books, and that's almost coming to an end. Um, you know, you look at the Hometown Heroes program, right? That's more legislation yeah. that was done coming from us um, at Florida Realtors. And so like backing up just a sec, because yeah. people hear these policies and yeah. how, how does it apply? So commercial rent tax, I'm not familiar with it, but just from the terminology, I would think that you don't want commercial rent tax because mom and pop can't, can't foot that bill. They pass it along. Right. Mom and pop rents, you know, uh, that, that tax might price them out of affordability, but bigger corporations who can foot the bill are going to come in and beat them all day. Correct. Absolutely. And so it hurts business owners and it hurts, honestly, also the landlords for those spaces. Because well, if those and the fa- customers. If, the yeah, customers, and the, cause the, cause well, yeah, because everything end, gets passed price, on to yeah. the customer. Let's face it, right? Everything gets passed on to the customer. So by doing that additional research and providing that, that additional data uh, that we're working with the legislature on, it's going to help them with some of the bills that are currently in play, right? And that's that's the key thing. So we're always looking at private property rights um, and anything around property, insurance, taxes, things like that. That's what the advocacy arm does, right? That's that's where that piece of it comes. So a lot of times these governance meetings um, spend a significant amount of time trying to get um, policies in place so that uh, the lobbyists basically can go and fight for some of these things and get them into, into session. Otherwise, they don't have a whole lot of intel on these topics. Correct. Right. Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Eddie, we're, we're, we're coming towards the end here, and I, I told you I wanted to take a, a couple of minutes, and you can tell what the local realtor association does for the local community other than help sure. people buy and sell houses, because uh, the realtors are very involved in the community, and and uh, and there are plenty of them, about 1,700, 1,800 realtors, just so everybody probably lives next door to a realtor. Right. But they're very actively involved in the community. Why don't you just enumerate some of the ways that Yes, yeah, so it, it's anything from some of the visible things that you'll see, like, you know, waterway cleanup, um, Habitat for Humanity builds, um, things like that. There's a lot of stuff that happens behind the scenes. Uh, for example, FCAR, um, our local association, has donated over the years, probably at this point, hundreds of thousands of dollars to families in transition, the um, the 
organization here locally that helps homeless students, right? Mm-hmm. So um, so there's a lot that happens on behind the scenes. We also have another foundation, which is the Flagler um, – uh, sorry, the Flagler Housing Co. Uh, partnership. And that's looking at how do we potentially get more affordable housing? What are the different options? So um, those are all things that we get involved in. You'll see us sometimes at the, um, you know, at the regular city council meeting. Obviously, right now with the city of Palm Coast, we're heavily involved in the 2050, uh, Imagine 2050 plan. Um, so it, it's a lot of that local stuff that we're doing. And a lot of our members are members of other organizations and are contributing their time, um, you know, to help out other organizations, whether it's the historical society, whether it's the humane society, um, et cetera. So you'll see realtors being heavily involved in the community because as a group, realtors tend to be more involved and volunteer more hours than any other trade. I could I see that anecdotally. I hundred yeah. percent agree with that. Yeah. So so that's where people really um, can see a lot of us out in the community just doing other things um, besides you know trying to fight for for property rights. Good. Well, it's, we're running out of time. It's yep. great. I'm glad we got you back, Eddie, because uh, we actually had a full show yet to do. <laughs> <laughs> we, we didn't know it. Uh, uh, Walker, you have any parting thoughts? Good stuff, Eddie. Keep it up, man. Um, I want to talk to you more about the local affordable. We need to have them on for another show to talk about their affordability yeah. organization. Sure. Sure. can do that. Okay. Good enough. Well, we'll be back next week. We don't know who our guest will be next <laughs> week, but we'll have one for sure. And uh, Walker, you're going to be here next week too? No, sir. Oh, that's right. You're, t- you're taking two weeks off, aren't you? Well, we'll see about the second week. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway, I'll be back next week. I hope you all will, too. I'm Toby Tobin, and I approve this show. <laughs>